0: Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. My life be like.
1: Welcome to Off Court with the McGowans, powered by Husker Online. Nebraska basketball players Trey and Bryce McGowans give you an inside look at the program and much more. Off Court is brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln.
0: And welcome here to another edition of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Sean Callahan, Robin Washington of Husker Online, uh, pleased to kind of drive the bus here each week for Trey and Bryce McGowns on Off Court. Once again, we're brought to you by our great sponsors, Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill. Trey and Bryce, uh, they, they stopped up here. They, they made a delivery today for the show. As uh, Thanks again to Tanner's and Tavern 180 as they, they fed us before the show today. Wings fire. I think that was my first time having wagyu. Hanging, yeah, the wagyu, the wagyu steak. steak. What'd you yeah. think?
2: It was great. Yeah, steak
3: out. Live up had. to the hype. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's legit. Steak
0: out it's legit. Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, we uh, we've got a full show though on tap here, guys. Um, we're going to hear from Coach Nate Lindzer, Doc Sadler, and then we're going to introduce the mailbag segment as a lot of questions that we'll hear from Husker fans. Um, but I, we want to hear from you now. Robin and I are going to kind of grill you on the topics of the week. And first of all, we had our first show last week and. We got a lot of national publicity. I mean, we were picked up by Darren Ravel. I saw Yahoo, and a lot of national publicity took notice of off court. What do you guys think of the reaction here on week one? Well, first of all, I just want to thank everybody for,
4: um, you know, uh, supporting us, and you know, we're just starting. So, and we're looking forward to, you know, bigot- uh, building it bigger. So, thank you all for that. But you know, um, just really, it was it was exciting. Just uh, you know, we kicked off right at twelve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um it's always just fun and you
2: know, I'm just blessed to be a part of it with my brother and you know, you guys. Like Bryce said, um, we're just super um excited about what's to come and um happy and thankful for everyone who supported us. Um and y'all as well. Um thank you thank you for um helping us get this platform, uh, to talk and just just do something um together.
5: Sure. I mean, what kind of feedback did you get from you know, people you know, friends, family members, people around campus, or anything like that? It seemed like uh, just based off social media, there was a lot of positive response to that.
2: No, nah, definitely. Um, I'm just walking around Lincoln. Or just I think I can't remember Where I was I was somewhere else It was like
4: It was like Right outside the facility It was somebody yeah. walking it was it, w-
2: As soon as we walked Out of the facility Like out of practice One day um, Someone stopped us And <laughs> gave us Positive feedback <laughs> nice. And then just walking around And stuff like that um, So it was, it was It was definitely good Yeah and I got uh,
4: Some uh, It was a listener yesterday uh, When we were at tavern yeah sure um yeah we're outside and you know he came outside he was like i enjoyed your podcast uh, y'all's podcast and i was just like you know thank you thank you for watching i mean thank you for listening
5: so obviously this is the the, the big one you guys are doing but we're now about a week into the nil era uh what's kind of this whole new age of, of collegiate athletics been for you guys is that, have you gotten other uh opportunities to you know continue to capitalize on this and i mean anything uh specific you want to share
2: um, I mean, we definitely have a lot of opportunities um, coming up, so really just stay tuned. Um, I mean, we'll talk about it a little later when, once it gets closer to um, finalization. But, I mean, we don't really want to rush into um, stuff too soon without, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. knowing, um, like you talked about, just a, just a little fine print, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of been taking our time with um, everything as of right now.
0: What is it like, though? Are you, are you guys getting, or athletes, not just you, but people you know at other schools or other athletes at Nebraska? I know you're friends with some high-profile football players. Are, are you guys getting multiple kind of requests that you're filtering out and looking through at the, over this first week? Or I mean, is it pretty manageable, or are you getting some random ones in there as well?
2: Um, It's, it's pretty manageable. Um, but I mean, of, of course, it could be kind of overwhelming a little bit, but, I mean...
5: I'd rather be overwhelming than... Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you feel me? It's a good problem to have. <laughs> no,
2: nah, a great problem to have.
5: Well, I guess, you know, this is the all off the court stuff you guys are kind of experienced for the first time, but uh, one of the big news uh, developments of the week uh, was a teammate of yours, Trey, and I guess you maybe have known him for a little bit, Bryce, but Delano Banton uh, decided to keep his name in the NBA draft. I guess for, you know, a, a player a teammate, when you see, you know, a, a teammate of yours make a decision like that... What's the initial response to that? Is it strictly, you know, what good for you, man? I'm gonna cheer you on. But is there, or is there, a part of you that's like, man, you know, I was kind of hoping that, you know, you would be a part of this thing that we're building for for next year.
2: I mean, of course, it's mixed feelings. But I mean, me and me and Doublehead kind of talked um a little bit, so I I kind of sensed it a little bit. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm extremely proud of him. Um, he he performed well to put himself in the position um that he put himself in. And then especially, like, um, I think after the season, when he came back, when he was working out here, um, he, he took everything up a notch, especially mm-hmm. when he got back from workouts. He was working out somewhere um, after the season while everybody was gone, working out their separate ways. And then when he came back, um, I just saw uh, a um, totally different Delano. Um, so, I mean, I'm just I'm just happy for him and can't wait to see where he lands.
5: For sure. And Bryce, I know you probably didn't know Delano all that well, but... You know, as as a player that has you know your own professional aspirations, you know you see a guy like that that played a uh, one year and a kind of a, a crazy year with Coach Hoiberg and his staff, and now all of a sudden he's one step closer to realizing those dreams. I mean, what is kind of how do you reflect on that? Does kind of like further evidence that you know maybe Nebraska can get you where you wanted to go when you came here?
4: Uh, yeah, I just you know stick to the theory that you know work shows. And, you know, him being able to, you know, go out there and perform well uh, under the system that, you know, Coach Fred plays with, Coach Hoiberg, I would say, plays with, and him going out and, you know, performing at a high level, um, it really just reflects on, you know, the work, so.
2: Kind of piggybacking um, off what Bryce had said. um, I mean, Coach Hoiberg, when he talked to us, um, we kind of talked about it a little bit um, after practice, kind of as a team, and then he was just telling us, um, everything that we run, um, that's that was what was being ran in the combine. Mm-hmm. So Lano Lano was um, comfortable with it when nice. uh, maybe some other people work. So that kind of gave him a step up.
5: And now, obviously, the the question for this coming season is, you know, the point guard position because Delano was going to be one of the, if not the, primary point guards. And I know when you look at the roster that's in place right now, I mean, you guys are are two of the potential options. Trey, I know you played some point last year, especially towards the back end of last season and Bryce you've played point guard before too right yes, in, in, uh-huh. in high school AU so I mean I guess how do you see that role being handled now that you know Delano is officially out of the picture
2: hopefully the plan is um, for me um, I, I get to run the point guard position this year um, and then especially with all the pieces um, we have this year um, I, it'll, it'll make it so much easier um, with the pieces Coach Hoyberg and staff added um, this summer and Possibly still adding. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just everybody just enjoys being around each other. Also, um, that so that makes it totally easy, um, chemistry-wise, um, workout-wise. Um, like like we talked about, I think last week with CJ and Q, mm-hmm. people coming in after hours, um, just freelancing um, workouts, but kind of in systems like um, setting up. Like if you're here, uh, we can come off a certain way um, to get you a look here. So. I mean, first two days of practice. Um, I'm
5: definitely excited about sure. what's in store.
0: Well, guys, the the schedule stuff came out. Robin, I know there's some topics that we want to hit on here the schedule as well.
5: Yeah, for sure. Non-con schedule officially released this week. Uh, you know, first seven games I believe at home. We got a exhibition charity game against Colorado. Uh, you get, uh, and then December rolls around at NC State neutral side against auburn got kansas state coming to town and then a plus couple early big 10 games um in that first part of december what uh, what's your guys initial reaction to the non consulate
4: um i'm you know i'm really excited for you know the um schedule we have coming the non-conference schedule we have coming up you know um our guys you know the team has really bought in uh to you know learning every day picking up new things and coming in and work so, you know, just being able to come in and, you know, start off the season strong uh, and hopefully lead to, you know, lead until uh, conference play, it, it'll be major. So we just have to come in with the right mindset uh, every day, mm-hmm. you know, and practice in a game and, you know, perform.
5: What game are you guys most excited about? Probably, Probably Auburn. Auburn. <laughs> Auburn. Yeah, most definitely. Auburn. Uh, yeah, Auburn yeah. in Atlanta as part of the Holiday Hoops Giving event. And that's going to be at the State Farm Center where the Atlanta Hawks play. So, yeah. That's just down the road from you guys. Right. It's like, I mean,
2: we got family in Atlanta, family in Charlotte. There you go. I mean, we got kind of got family everywhere down south. So,
4: And being able to play at North Carolina State as well, you know, being being in the Carolinas again, you know, feel good, you know, have family friends there
0: also. And then lastly, guys, NBA Finals kicks off. Milwaukee, Phoenix, who do you guys got? I got the Suns. Um, I, I want to see CB3 finally get
2: them one. I mean – I'm sure D- Bryce got the Suns, too, because D-Book, one of his favorite players, who kind of models his game around.
0: Suns so. and six?
4: Yeah, I got Suns <laughs> and six. D-Book MVP of the finals. There you go. Averaging 35 a game. <laughs>
2: 35.
0: All right, well, we got a full show on tap here, Trey and Bryce. Uh, we're going to hear from assistant coaches Nate Lindzer and Doc Sadler, and we're going to take questions in the mailbag here. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. Hi, Sean Callahan with the Husker Online Show. So what are Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off, and they must really like you all. Us stays at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply.
1: You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar & Grill in Lincoln.
0: And welcome back here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns as this segment of the show brought to you by our sponsor, Gary Michaels Clothing on 56 and Pine Leg. Get on into Gary Michaels Clothing to get all of your custom sports gear uh, and get hooked up. They are the official outfitters of Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Well. Uh, Robin we're pleased to be joined here by our next guest uh, I know Trey and Bryce are really excited to get a chance to talk to coach Nate Lindzer. coach we really appreciate the time as you're the newest member of this Nebraska basketball coaching staff but you've worked with Fred Hoiberg um, in the G League and um, also at Iowa State welcome to the program I know Trey and Bryce are really excited and have a lot of questions for you
3: well I'm really excited to be on the show today and obviously uh for a lot of reasons you know we're excited to be in lincoln at the university of nebraska and to have uh, both of these obviously student athletes uh ask you to be a part of something that they're doing is just a is a is a nice treat for me today and i'm excited for the opportunity
0: all right trey well i know trey wants to start off first here what do you got to lead us off here trey i'm gonna do the intro
2: for him <laughs> the, the basketball
0: genius um coach nate
2: um i mean Sitting up in your office, just picking your brain um, or just being on the court, um, just helping me develop on and off the court, just I'm grateful for it. So I appreciate you for that.
3: Well, the biggest thing, Trey, is, uh, you know, hearing compliments like that from you um, is a reason, you know, that is my why. And um, I love coaching. I love sports. I grew up with sports. But, but the relationships that I've been able to um, develop – uh, through this game have been awesome and you know we've only been together for a couple months and, and the feeling feeling is mutual and just having the opportunity to, to be able to um, to have a platform to help you not only on the court but, but off the court is, 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 is why I do what I do so that means a lot that you would say that.
4: And Coach, this is Bryce. Um, again, like Trey said, you know, I want to thank you for, um, you know, really everything uh, you've done for me uh, on and off the court, you know, uh, before practice always you know being in the gym uh, picking up on things and after practice you know always getting extra work from what uh, you know you see in practice that I can work on and you know but we're just going to start off with uh, a couple questions that I have for you.
3: Sounds good let's do it and I, you know I, w- I would say this too and, and for you to say that Bryce that means a lot and, and then going back to you Trey you know one of my big philosophies is is we talk about this as is we always want this to be a we program. And, and I don't want this to be a my program or just a your program. This is a we program. And, and to hear that, that what we're talking about, what we're doing as far as our relationship is, is resonating with you, uh, because you guys are giving me feedback as well with my coaching and, and just the things that you're you're excited about with your careers. That's that's when I know we've got something special going. And, and I just appreciate both of you for that.
4: Yes, I appreciate you too. Appreciate you, Kurt. Well, Coach, um, you know, you coaching at the highest level, you know, being around a lot of high-level guys and you know, coaches. Tell me about your coaching path.
3: Yeah, Bryce, I, uh, you know, I, I played in high school. I was I, I was a four-sport athlete. I played baseball, basketball, football, and golf. I played baseball in college, and and just always loved uh, competing myself. I knew there was going to be a limit to what my abilities were going to be, and. And I also found that I, I as a player, I, I took to being an extension of of the coach um, and tried to be a leader within our team. So I think there was some there was some natural characteristics that I had as a, as an athlete that I that I wanted to carry on as a as a coach. Um, I started as a high school coach at my high school. Uh, I actually was a baseball coach for six years um, at a young age. But I, uh, I was a head varsity basketball coach at my alma mater, NU High School, in Cedar Falls at the age of 21. So I was very, very young um, and was given kind of the, the keys to that, that program. Um, our school was about to shut down uh, for budget cuts. They were part of the University of Northern Iowa. So I, I went to Ames High School, and I was there actually uh, for two seasons and was actually an assistant there. Um, had three six nine kids starting on that team i haven't had three six nine players starting on any team i've had since and that includes in the nba but um we had a very good team and a very good program there harrison barnes was actually a sixth grader at the time um at ames high school didn't know he was necessarily going to be who he was at that time but but obviously we had a very good program there Uh, from there i developed a relationship with coach larry eustachie who was the iowa state head coach and then his associate head coach, Steve Barnes, had one of his sons on my team, and they later got the head job at the University of Southern Mississippi. So I went down as an assistant at age 25 uh, down to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and was in Conference USA for six years. I uh, went down there with no guarantees. Um, just Coach Eustace said, um, I don't have anything on my staff, but if you want to come down, I'll, I'll let you figure it out. So I went down to... To mississippi in june of, of 2004 and within two weeks i was running his camp and then the, the experiences i got down there were, were were great uh we actually had an assistant leave in the middle of the uh, season so at age 25 i was moved up to a, an assistant coach and my first game coaching was against lsu and big baby um, glenn davis and brandon bass were on lsu's team and we actually won that game so that was kind of a, a cool start to that part of my career spent six years there Moved back to Iowa and uh, spent three years as a high school coach. Uh, spent a long, long time away from my family and just kind of wanted to reboot in my career. And after three seasons up in northwest Iowa, I, uh, I joined Coach Hoyberg at Iowa State and spent two years with him. Um, we had a great run there. Uh, coached a lot of future NBA players. And from there, Coach Hoiberg took me to, to the Chicago Bulls. I was video coordinator the first year. I was head coach for the Windy City Bulls in my second year. And then the last uh, three years, I was an assistant in the NBA and, and made it all the way up to an on-the-bench assistant, which um, there's only 90 of those in the world. So obviously, I've had uh, a lot of twists and turns in my coaching career, but this is year 20 for me, and what I've, I've found is no matter what the level is and, and who I'm I'm working with and teaching and coaching i, I love building the relationships and uh, i think you've seen trey and bryce uh in our short time that um that i'm gonna be here for you i'm gonna give you my all every time we step on the court and i'm just excited about the the path that we're on together
4: yes sir and coach um what what do you think the the biggest difference between you know coaching uh, league guys like NBA, in the NBA or or G League uh, compared to you know coaching college players. What, what do you what do you see in that?
3: Well, I would say, you know, no matter the level, um, I, I I I worry less about maybe what the player or where they're at. I I just pour into the player, no matter the level. So I, I think all players want to be coached. I think all players want to be held accountable. I think. All players, no matter the level, just want to um, make sure that you have their best interest in them. And, and, if, and if you don't, then, then there's I think the only thing that might change is that, you know, professional athletes, you, you sometimes might have one chance each and every day. Uh, so it's very important that you bring your game each and every day. I mean, and I think, you know, sometimes in college, um, I think especially younger, younger players will, will do almost anything you ask them to do and I think that's why as coaches it's important that we understand not only what we're doing and why we're doing it and understand that we might have a level of a power or trust that we have um with players so with that being said I I I don't try to take advantage of that I try to use that as a a strength and and I've talked you know to you about this Bryce and and same with Trey you know whatever your window is I'm not going to try to ever mislead you Um, and I want you to maximize your career, no matter how that looks. And if you, if I'm expecting the best out of you, then I think it's just important that you're expecting the best out of me. And, and I think if we always are playing kind of by that set of rules, then it really doesn't matter when it comes to coaching, uh, no matter what level I'm at. All
2: right, we back, we back to me, coach. Um, I mean, a lot of people, um, they think they think the G League sweet just because it's not the NBA, but like a lot of us know, um, G League guys, they are they're pros and they're they're high they're high level guys. So I mean, what what was the G League like?
3: You know, the G League was actually a I loved it. I, I you know it was one year that I was a head coach there and I was a head coach for the in the inaugural season for the Windy City Bulls. So we were an expansion team, and um, I'll be honest with you, our franchise had no real idea of how to run the franchise or what the G league was even about. So for me personally, I was able to slide into a situation where I could really put my, my, my fingerprints on it. Um, It was, uh, you know, it was different for me because it was a 50 game season, but what people don't realize is the rosters change so much. I think there were three times throughout the whole year where I had the same roster uh, over three games in a row. So, and we had twenty seven players in those fifty games, so for me as a as a younger coach, um I was kind of thrown into the fire and uh and I actually enjoyed it, it you know there was a few things that I live by you know stay positive um, stay stay organized, and can control what you can control because there was a lot of moving parts and and for me. Even though that was my first time coaching at the professional level as a head coach, I thought, I had felt like I had prepared for it just because even when I was an assistant or whatever the role I had, whether it was as a high school coach, a college coach, or whatever, I always tried to provide input back, whether it was to Fred Hoiberg or Larry Eustace, like I was the head coach. And, and instead of just opinions, I tried to give them what I would truly have done, as far as decisions, so I felt like I had been preparing for it, so that that made the transition easier for me. Um, the thing that I think some players struggle with is you're you're so close, but you're so far. Um, there's only 450 NBA players in the world, so and then when you're in that G League, I think there's that sense of you, you're 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 almost there, which you are, but it's it's tough because you're fighting for the end of a bench spot so even though you're putting up big numbers that's not even necessarily going to be the role that you're striving to get and and some guys could understand that and understood that hey if i do the things that impact winning or the little things and do it to the best of my ability then i can and have a a some sort of potential then there would be a spot for me but some guys couldn't understand that I'm scoring 30 points, but I'm taking 25 shots and I'm not getting any looks just because to be honest with you, if you were fighting for, uh, an end of the bench spot, it's not like you're telling, Hey, LeBron, kick it over to me or Anthony Davis or Kevin Durant. No, you have to know how to play with people, with other people. And then as you prove your, your worth, your, your role will grow or your purpose. So it was it was it was tough for some guys, and yet some guys really flourished off it. And the thing that I loved about it, when it comes to professional basketball, you're kind of either a, a an asset or a liability. And if you can't figure out how to adjust and how to be a professional, then it doesn't matter what your accolades were coming into it. Um, it's all about producing every day. And the guys that were able to do that led to successful careers, and that's that's what I loved about the whole G League experience.
4: Yes, sir. And, Coach, I got uh, one more question for you. Uh, You love, you know, working with uh, other guys. You know, you love working with everybody. But who is one guy or who are a couple of your favorite guys that you just love, you know, getting to jail with and, you know, just spend time with on or off the court?
3: You know, that's a great question, first of all. Um, I will say this. Like, if I'm talking about the guys that I worked with, in the NBA. And the way my structure worked was as an assistant coach, when I went back up to the NBA after being a year as a head coach in the G league, I was assigned, um, three different players. And when I was assigned those players, I specifically, uh, had their individual plans. I had their film sessions. I had their, you know, getting adjusted to Chicago or professional life. So you get very, very close with those guys. You're talking 82 games. You're talking, 41 road trips. So, I mean, the amount of time that you spend with those guys, especially the guys that you're assigned to, you know, those are relationships I'm going to have uh, for the rest of my life. So the guys that I worked with specifically were guys like Justin Holiday, Denzel Valentine, David Nawaba, Ryan Archidiakono, Chris Dunn, um, Timothy luau um, Chandler Hutchison, and then Zach Levine. And the cool thing for me, Bryce, is – like all those guys I can pick up the phone and call or text and we can just talk about life or whatever. And it doesn't even have to be about basketball. Sure. I can send him a text. Hey, you had a great game, or I'm excited about you or "Chris done. That's awesome. You guys moved on in the playoffs, stuff like that. Um, so that's cool. But then I can also, you know, wish Chris done a happy father's day because he's got a young son that's just turned, you know, three years old. So, um, my thing is I, I, I can't tell you who my favorite players are. As long as there's some level of receptiveness and there's some level of relationship that I have with a the player, then to me it doesn't matter. Um, it's all about us getting better and this, spending this time together and, and, and making the most of these opportunities we have to grow.
0: Well, Coach Linder, we really appreciate the time. Uh, this has been an outstanding interview, and I, I hope we can get you on the show again as – uh, Trey and Bryce, obviously, we we're very comfortable um, speaking to the on here, and, and, and I think Husker fans are going to love hearing this interview. So we appreciate your time, and I know uh, we're looking forward to seeing um, what these guys can do with you here this season.
3: Well, these are – you know, it's 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 easy content to deal with when you have great questions, and I think these guys are really serious about what they're doing, uh, and they're really taking ownership. Uh, they've taken ownership of their playing careers, and, and obviously, but this this off-court stuff as well for them to see. I mean – I can tell it's important to these two guys, and it's just fun to be a part of. And anytime I can help out, um, I'm here. Just give me a call. I'd love to be on again sometime.
0: All right. Well, much more to come here on Off Court. When we come back, we're actually going to hear from another member of the Husker coaching staff. Doc Sadler will join us here on the show. You're listening to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowns.
1: You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar and Grill in Lincoln.
0: And welcome back here to Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowan, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Trey and Bryce McGowan's. This segment. Of off court, brought to you by our friends at Lazari's Pizza, right off Forty Eighth and Old Cheney. Seth and and the guys over there have been great, great uh, friends of the Nebraska basketball program. Uh, best pizza you're gonna get in town. Make sure you check out Lazari's Pizza here in Lincoln. They are a proud sponsor of off court and with Trey and Bryce McGowns. Well, we're pleased to bring in now our next guest for Trey and Bryce, uh, one of a, a very familiar name in Nebraska basketball. Doc Sadler, who um, was once the head coach of Nebraska now a member of Fred Hoiberg's coaching staff. Coach, thank you for the time on the show. I know Trey and Bryce are, are looking forward to getting a chance to get a crack at the legendary Doc Sadler.
6: Well, first of all, thank you uh, for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be on Bryce and Trey's show. And uh, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be a classic, go down as one of the uh, best podcasts in history. Uh the problem is, from this point on, it's probably going to be downhill. Uh, since since I'm the guest, so uh, but let's let's rapid fire and see what them guys got to say.
0: All right, take it away, Bryce.
4: Well, I appreciate you coming uh, coming on the show, Coach. Uh, you've been in the uh, coaching game for a while now. Um, how did you start your coaching career?
6: Oh, so you're going to talk about my age? You know? I'll I'll tell. T- I, I, Start I, got you, I got you well you know that's part of it no you're right uh I've been fortunate uh I guess it's going to be about 40 years this year is going to be my 40th year 39 of those uh, 40 have been in in college and I'm one of the lucky guys uh you know a lot of a lot of times uh there's so many good coaches um that never get the opportunities that I have been given and I started out at Arkansas for a hall of fame guy named Eddie Sutton. And that's probably, uh, that's probably helped my career as much as anything. But, you know, um, the thing that, the thing that, uh, you know, some people don't understand and, and, and don't, they look at the end product instead of the product from the beginning to the end and, you know, getting where I have gotten and gotten to do the things I've gotten to do, my family's had to sacrifice so much because I've probably coached maybe 15 different colleges. So that means I've moved a lot. But, uh, you know, I get asked a lot of the times, how do you get in the position that, you know, that, that that I've gotten into coaching college? And, you know, first I would say just work hard. Uh, got to be really, really lucky. Uh recruit great players like yourself and, and Trey, uh, and you get to stay a lot longer than most. But, uh, you know, overall, uh, I've just been very, very fortunate and, uh, you know, uh, just work hard and, and, and be a, a good person, which I think, you know, I try to be, uh, and uh, maybe uh, you'll get a little luck along the way and uh, I get the opportunities that maybe I got.
2: I mean, you coached at a lot of schools, UTEP, Arkansas, like you said, um, here. And I mean, like you said, <laughs> you coached almost 15 schools. Uh, what were some of your favorite teams that you've coached, or um, also players?
6: Well, I've coached probably close to 30 guys that have gone on to play in the NBA, and, uh, which is a lot, of, a lot of players. And that's probably, without question, the reason I've been successful. I can't say that I've, I've ever had one place that I've liked more than others. Uh, every place I've been has, has uh, been something different. Uh, but we have enjoyed living in all the places that we've lived. And, and a lot of times people ask me, you know, uh, about that same question that you just asked me. And they're surprised to say that uh, El Paso at UTEP, that's one of the funnest places I've ever, ever coached. Uh, I loved El Paso. They loved basketball. We had some great teams, uh, had some great players. Um, but I also really, really enjoyed the one year that I spent in high school. I actually, believe it or not, uh, I coached the boys and the girls. And, uh, and I really enjoyed coaching uh, – Coaching both of them, and you guys can kind of talk to this a little bit. Having a sister that's, you know, better than either one of y'all ever be. <laughs> no, uh, really, though, you know, uh, co- Yeah, uh, coaching girls is different. Uh, you know, a lot of times they listen better than the guys do. Uh, but uh, I've uh, but I really enjoyed uh, the coaching the high school also. So, uh, you know, the, there's too many players to say. Uh, that this guy or that guy's been my favorite. Uh, I don't know that, you know, that would even be possible. Uh, but some of the guys here at Nebraska that uh, that I got a chance to coach when I was the head coach here, uh, you know, I really, really enjoyed coaching the six years and, and was very, very fortunate to, to not just have some good basketball players, but, man, we had some good times, and I, I really had some good guys that was, Uh, that was on those teams
4: and coach um, what have you learned uh, throughout your career as you know as a coach
6: well I think you know Bryce one of the things that uh, probably uh, as the older you get the more uh, you listen you listen to your players you listen to people around you Uh, you know when you're a head coach there's so many things that's going through your head that sometimes maybe you don't have a chance to step back and just really take in the whole thing. But when you're an assistant coach like I am now, uh, to sit back and just, you know, understand that you guys, uh, I, can still, I can still learn a lot from you guys just as I think I've got a lot to give you and teach you. Uh, and that's something I think that, especially you two guys, uh, I don't think people really realize how hungry you are, uh, how humble you are, to uh, to be great players. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of guys come into to situations and and think that they already have all the answers. And like I like to say, and y'all have heard me how can you guys have the answers when you don't even know the questions uh but you guys are not like that and that's something i think is a credit to your mom and dad the people that they've raised uh, they've raised obviously good people that are very humble you just so happen to be pretty good basketball players so uh, that's something i've learned sit back and listen to your players and a lot of times they'll give you the answer also that you're looking for.
2: I got I got a question also, Coach. We back we back to Trey. I mean, I, I saw that you um, coached Nebraska for like five six years. Um, how was that? And mm-hmm. then just how how was it to come back? What was the what was the decision to um, come back?
6: That's a great question because a lot of people ask me that, and and I would say this: uh, there's probably not anyone uh, out there. Uh, that I would have come back to work for other than Fred Horberg, because as, as you guys know, I was I was actually a head coach when Coach called me and asked me to come back. You know, I was uh, I was one of the coaches that actually had a great job, and we just won twenty games and had a great season and everything. Uh, but uh, I don't think there's a person. Uh, there may be some other people in this business as good as, as 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 coach, as a person, but there's nobody that's any better, and and that's first and foremost. At my age, I wanted to work for somebody that uh, was a good person, and in and who I think is probably uh, as good, if not the best, offensive coach in college basketball. So it was also a chance for me to continue to learn. Uh, because I, I still like basketball, and I still love to watch basketball. As you guys know, I'm always in there watching tape and trying to pick up something that uh, maybe you guys have done today that, uh, that I didn't know or whatever. So uh, having the opportunity to come back and work for Coach, uh, like I said, was probably the only guy uh, because I truly believe in everything that he's doing. There's not anything that I don't believe in. Um, so uh, that was probably as big a point as any of them. And I
2: got one last question for you coach. Okay, So I feel like everybody around here kind of know you um, a little bit. So like you big on energy, and, um, just positive energy. Um, like where did, where did that come from?
6: You know what? I like to have fun. This game uh, is very, very important uh, to you, uh, to your brother, to your teammates. Uh, y'all work too hard for it not to be important to you. But at the same time, I think you guys, to be as good as you can be, you need to, you need to maybe laugh a little bit, have a good time, relax. Uh, because to get the best out of you, you know, it can't be a stressful situation. Sometimes, you know, some of the things I say, and as you guys know, I can laugh at myself just as much as I can laugh at you. And and I like to give it out, but I'll also take it. Uh, uh, And I think that's important because I tell people this. You guys, uh, the next three, four, five years, or one year, whatever it may be, are experiencing the greatest years of your life, uh, college, however long you decide to stay here or don't stay here, whatever. uh, Believe me. Uh, when, you, when you finish here and go play uh, professionally, it becomes a job. And, uh, and, and this time of your life needs to be the funnest time of your life. And I hope that I, in some small way, uh, am able to make you guys enjoy it, laugh, and have a good time.
0: Well, Coach Sadler, we really appreciate uh, the chance to have you on the show. And I know uh, hopefully these guys will probably want to get you on again. But thank you for uh, coming on here uh, as a guest of Off Court.
6: Appreciate well, it, Coach. Know, with, this, with, with, with all this stuff that's going on now, what's the gift that I get? Did I get a round trip to Hawaii? What what I get for coming on here? Well, got
0: we well, gift well, cookies or something? We're working that out. Um, Gary Michaels is going to have something I know that we're going to work in oh, for guests. Okay. So I know I you're a fan of well, Gary Michaels. Get your new suit, Coach.
2: Yeah, it fit.
6: Uh, yeah, <laughs> a new uh, uh, <laughs> That fits. What are you saying? You got to wear a little tighter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for having me, and you guys have fun. Appreciate it,
2: Coach. Thanks, Thanks,
0: Coach Sadler. Much more to come. Uh, We're going to take your questions in the mailbag here on Off Court as lots of Husker fans have weighed in this week with questions for Trey and Bryce. Uh, We'll take those questions next. You're listening here to Off Court.
1: You're listening to Off Court with the McGowans, brought to you by Tavern 180 and Tanner's Bar & Grill in Lincoln.
0: And we're back here on Off Court with Trey and Bryce McGowans, Sean Callahan, Robin Watchhead of HuskerOnline.com. Thanks again to coaches Doc Sadler and uh, coach Nate Linzer. Uh, Great interviews they brought to the table. And now, Trey and Bryce, we're going to introduce a a new segment here on the show. And I think it's one that we're all looking forward to each week. Uh, We're going to have a mailbag because there are questions Husker fans want to hear from you. And that was one of the real feedback pieces I got. You know, there's a lot of name, image, and likeness things out there, but a lot of it's just sponsored tweets and things like that. Your guys' name, image, and likeness, you're letting the fans into Nebraska basketball. And and I think it, you know, I know the fans are excited to get a chance to, to get the chance to interact with you each week on the show. No, most definitely. Um, I can't wait to hear the questions. All right, well, let's get to the first question. It is from Noah Borgman. What NBA players are you guys most comparable to?
4: Um, personally, uh, my favorite NBA players are um, Devin Booker, Bradley Bill, and Kevin Durant. You know, every you know every night I'm trying to you know pick up different things uh, from their game and you know add
2: it to my arsenal or toolbox so
4: yeah those are my favorite players
2: i mean i don't really try to model my game after a certain like specific player um but i mean i kind of watch a lot of guys um but this year um i've been especially trying to work on passing so i've been watching a lot of nba games and stuff like that because how they get their passes off in like the weirdest angles and how their body is contoured who do you like to watch i like i like i like to watch russ uh Mm -hmm. john wall Back when John Wall was John Wall, oh, yeah. of course. <laughs> yes. But nah, I, I I've been watching like a lot of Harden like lately.
0: I think he's definitely the best point guard in the league. Hmm. Next question here in the mailbag is from Trevor Kirchner with athletics and life struggles. When you guys are going through rough patches, who are the people you turn that maybe motivate you or can talk you through tough situations? You want to take this one first, Bryce?
4: Yeah. Um. You know, it, when, it, when times get hard, even when you know where uh, I'm up. Uh, I always look to God, you know. Um, without him, we wouldn't be in this, you know, situa- situation right now in these shoes. So, you know, every chance I get, you
2: know, thanking the Lord above. Uh, like Bryce said, um, I mean, thank the men above for everything. Um, I mean, where we are today. But, I mean, with me, I'm a little different. I, I, just, I just like to bottle it up.
0: So, hmm. I mean, I've been working on it though. So, who's the fir- When you have a game, who's the first person you call or text or whatever you communicate with? Is there anybody that immediately, like, I gotta call so and so first? Not a girl. It's gotta be a- <laughs> 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 <Nah>. <laughs> You're
2: the first person that calls me or if I got a missed text or a
0: missed call from someone. So, there's not the go to, like, this is the, like, and your no. parent, I mean, when you guys play a game on the road, like, obviously you've played a ton yeah. on the road. Mm-hmm. Do your parent, do you call your, the parents usually the first call you guys make?
4: Uh, Well, pers- I never, I never, you know, call after games really, you know, cause before i get a chance to call it's a paragraph probably on my phone somewhere <laughs> yeah. from my dad and so you know it's it
2: not even a point you laugh, make you happier just make you want to turn your phone off for <laughs> this, <right?
5: laughs> all yeah. the above yeah. you guys are really close with your parents though right i mm-hmm. mean i know trey you got the the, the pamela tattoo on your arm and uh, i mean it seems like just based off your social media there's a really strong bond with you guys uh, how much have they influenced you as far as people and, and as basketball players
4: Um, you know, being as people, you know, them having three children, uh, all of us, you know, being successful, uh, to a certain extent, you know, uh, having a little sister that's, you know, coming up, really, you know, and my parents just being who they are, you know, being from a Christian background, you know, having uh, parents that, you know, push them to succeed and push them to, uh, be great parents as well. And on the basketball side, just, you know, they played high level sports Mm -hmm. as well. Dad playing uh, football at Clemson and transferred to South Carolina State to play both. And, you know, my mother playing uh, basketball at Western Carolina. And they've always had that dog mentality. So, you know, they try and, you know, fuel it in us, which for Trey, it was fueled at a young age. Trey's Mm -hmm. always had the dog mentality. You know, I, I, I started getting on my shell, you know, just a couple years ago. So I just want, you know, my parents—they've been major influences on, you know, me, my brother, uh, my sister, and you know,
2: other people's lives. So. Sure. Um, yeah, like Bryce said, um, definitely family, um, is pretty much the biggest, um, like, family, family kind of keep keeps everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, um, Bryce kind of spoke on immediate family, but I mean, our family's like as a whole, just really tight-knit. Um, I mean, we, we we moved, I think when I was in third grade from where we were, um, Pendleton, to um, when we moved to Wren. And the whole street was just family on it. We had, I <laughs> run um, across the street, um, uncle, Behind my aunt and then, I mean, cousins and everybody just lived on the same street. So, Grandparents
4: lived. Yeah. Right. Right. So Grandparents awesome. live, like, Some pretty good
0: cooking, I yeah. bet, on that street. <laughs> like, right down the <laughs> hill. So
2: it's like 20-second walk. So, nice. I mean, family's everything.
0: All right. Next question here for Bryce and Trey is from TJ Bates. And we kind of hit on this a little bit, but um, maybe w- which arena are you most looking forward to playing in? Um, what's been your favorite venue you've played in thus far as college or high school players?
2: Um, this is kind of a tough question for uh, me because, I mean, growing up down south, uh, we, were, we were more ACC-type um, guys. Like mm-hmm. that, that that was the main thing we kind of watched because um, Big Ten was always on a different channel unless mm-hmm. it was on ESPN or one of those. But, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to say right now, but pr- probably when we go back home, um, I would say. Um, just because family uh, gets to be here. So State Farm Arena. Um
0: we play Auburn. Did you play at Duke or Carolina?
2: Yeah, yeah. We played. I had North Carolina was probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I had twenty six I think that game. Uh what's it I think it's called the Dean.
5: Yeah, the, the the
0: Dean Dome.
2: Yeah, the Dean Dome. So I mean I mean all my family was there, so
0: um, that that was definitely um one of my favorites. In the Big Ten, you really didn't get to experience much last year. Bunch I mean, of was, empty gyms.
5: Uh, that,
2: that's, that's why. That's why I'm super excited for this year. Just <laughs> he hasn't even played for the fans out. of PBA. Yeah, yeah. what might be his favorite? Nah, What's your favorite city
0: to travel to in the Big Ten? Is there one that you liked going to and just being in the city? Or even with COVID, you probably didn't even get to see much. I'm yeah. guessing
2: COVID rules. Hotel. You were eating like bag food because mm-hmm. like you could you couldn't leave. So we didn't really get to go out much yet.
0: How about you, Bryce? Um, do you have an arena or venue you've played in that you know you, uh, that you really think about still today? Uh, probably the Bond Secure's the wellness, wellness Arena. Not definitely. Yeah,
4: it's back home. Hmm. Um, you know, that's where the you know state state finals, um, you know, state qualifiers, I would say, are held, and you know. I never we, we were i was never able to get over the hump to get the state i was always losing in upper state so, but it was it was just amazing having everybody from you know the state you know having family and having you know just supporters uh just really being in one arena and you know right on top of you just you know it was it was fun
5: what's, what's the energy like in state basketball in south carolina
2: uh, what's the energy like i feel like The city behind you, basically. Yeah, everybody kind of behind everybody. Um, And we, like, kind of grew up in two places. So, it's, like, Pendleton's, like, our home home. And then Wren is, like, our second home that, like, really accepted us. Um, So, I mean, just having Wren family with Mm -hmm. Pendleton family also. And then all the surrounding areas, like Anderson, Greenville, and just South Carolina as a whole. um, Like, if they see you doing good things. um, Yeah. They just show love. Um, there's no hate coming from South Carolina. Everybody's just showing love.
0: Too. We got a lot so of feedback that. from South Carolina media on the yeah. show. I mean, I noticed on the on the Twitter handle, I mean, there yeah. were a lot of people from your home area making comments on the show. So it definitely got attention back home. They follow you guys. Nah,
2: most definitely.
0: All right, next question is from Dan Richter. You watch the NBA playoffs. You see teams come out with good intensity. How do you make sure going into a game, you have kind of that right mindset where you come out and, and – that intensity that you see maybe in these playoff games?
2: Probably probably just big talk um, and just locked in focus. Um, that's something um, Coach Hoiberg and the staff kind of has been stressing um, going into this season, um, just starting out strong. Um, Cause I mean, we didn't really do that last year. We try to get back late, but it always be too late. So, um, I mean, we've been doing a real good job of that. Um, just setting the tone early um, from the jump, so yeah.
0: How about you? Any uh, Bryce? Any any um, tricks on intensity?
4: Uh, Really, just being focused as a unit. You know, all having one goal, and you know they gonna feed up. We we're all gonna feed off each other. So, you know, as long as we're on
0: the same page, you know, everything should be good. All right. Next question is from Scott, and it's about one on one. How competitive are the one on one games? Do You guys do it a lot. Do you have a go to move? Um, I mean, give give us the husk. Give the Husker fans some insight on these legendary McGowan's one-on-one games?
4: When I was in high school, uh, the games would never get finished. (laughs) Now that, you know, we've grown up a little bit, uh, I've I've gotten, you know, a little bit more physical than I was back then. Uh, I'm able to take, you know, the beatings that, you know, (laughs) Trevi Lamb, but, like, uh, now, you know,
5: we don't really we play one-on-one no more, though. We
2: play king of the court, like, with other people. So we <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Okay. Yeah, beat up we don't want other people rather than just going against each other.
5: So when you say they didn't get finished, why didn't they get finished?
4: Uh, somebody we would
2: stop it. Yeah, we just competitive.
5: What <laughs> <Or> Trey hacking? <laughs> Wait a minute. Trey got physical. What
0: I said. You guys are like the Klitschko brothers. Yeah. They don't. They won't box each other. They. Uh, they don't want to fight anymore. I mean, they, they've never fought. So yeah. you, you guys are. Are you done playing a competitive one on one game now? Like to score. Uh,
4: and we played King of the Court. You know, a lot. So I would. I would. I don't know about one on one. I don't know if we yeah. could just roll out a ball and yeah. just play. We'll, we'll do King of the Court for sure. Uh.
5: <laughs> well, I remember talking with CJ Wiltshire's dad and he said that him and his little brother, Simeon, they don't play one on one either. Yeah, like they, 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 and they' never really did it growing up. They would always rather be on the same team beating yeah, up yeah, on somebody else. Yeah. Like that was a, is that kind of yeah, like yeah. how you guys are? Nah, definitely. All
0: right guys, uh, next question here is about the recruits Coach Hoyberg has brought in. He's brought in a lot, I mean, they've had a lot of high profile kids come in. Obviously, both you've been on the recruiting dinners uh, with them and on the visits with these kids. Give us some insight. I mean, are are you guys opening the eyes of these kids? Do they want to join the program and get a chance to play with guys like you.
2: Yeah, um, most definitely. Um, like Coach Horberg said, I mean, having your first five star. I mean, that kind of puts everybody over the, push you over the hump to where, uh, like some high level guys might be scared to come to Nebraska just off Nebraska, mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, since Bryce came here, I mean, we've we've done had, we've had so so many. Um, um, top recruit, so that's like really interested, so and want to come here, so I'm excited. And you know, uh, being a
4: game changer, you know, being uh, being you know the first five-star recruit to ever come here, uh, really just being able to you know sit down and talk with the recruits, you know, here that are, that come uh, on their visits and just telling them like it's not about the name of the school, mm-hmm. it's about the play style, uh, the people around it and how it's going to help you succeed. So, and those are all what, you know, bought into my commitment and, you know, they a lot of them do understand that that, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. not about the name. It's it's about how you produce, uh, who helps you produce,
2: put you in the right position mm-hmm. and put you, mm-hmm. in yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Nebraska is a place for that.
5: So I think you guys have been the player host, so to speak, for about like 20 different recruits the last month, just based off interviews I've done. What do you what goes into that? What do you guys do when you're showing a kid around campus? And I mean, do you take them certain spots? And is there anything you want to make sure to show them or tell them or uh, sell the program on? Uh, really, it's,
4: it starts in practice. You know, right when they get here, they're probably, you know, uh, in a practice setting. So, you know, we just have to bring a lot of energy, as we do every day. You know, nothing new, but, you know, uh, just being able to show them what, you know, Nebraska basketball is about uh, on the basketball side and, you know, off the court, you know, just, you know, talking to them, being, you know, being actually like getting to know each other, mm-hmm. you know, cause you know, who knows one day it could be a teammate. So, you know, just being able to sit down Get to know where they come from, uh, what they like to do, and and stuff like that.
2: I think it's just, I mean, them just being around all the guys, and then just seeing how well everybody meshes together and get just gets along. Cause I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's 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 really rare to where everyone gets along and really rocks with each other, and it's real genuine. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, once they're around that, I feel like Nebraska sells itself. Cause I mean, what the coaches showing them the play style and all that, like that that's a that's a, like all that's checked through like playing wise, but I mean off the court and um, stuff like that. That's, that's, I feel like
0: that's going to really sell it. You're listening here to off court with Trey and Bryce McGowan's The segment of the show is brought to you by our newest sponsor of the program. A one automotive here located in downtown Lincoln, 1117 L street. It is your local mechanic. If you have car issues, I can tell you uh, Kendall, the owner, they will take great care of you for, just about anything you need. And they've been actually helping and working with UNL students and student athletes for many years that have had car issues. So uh, check out A1 Automotive for all your service and repair needs on 1117 L Street. All right, got a two-part question here um, for each of you from John Silva. First part is for Trey. Um, how hard was it last year for you to go on the court with a completely brand new group of guys? I mean, nobody really knew each other um, when you look at Hoiberg's first team versus Hoiberg's second team.
2: I mean, it was, it was definitely different, especially the all the COVID restrictions. I mean, the first couple months on campus, like everybody couldn't be together. It was like two people, three people max in the gym. Um, so, I mean, you couldn't really get the chemistry um, that – um, I feel that you need it. Um, in some ways, I feel like we're more ahead now than what we were last year, just off the COVID restrictions and us being able to be around each other and like in a gym, um, kind of whenever we want and together. So.
0: And then the second part here is for Bryce from John. Uh, Br- um, Bryce, John wants to know, for someone that hasn't seen your game, what is the skill set that you bring? What are you gonna bring to Nebraska basketball here in 2021, 2022?
4: Uh, bring a different type of swagger, you know um be a two-way player uh on the offensive end you know be uh stay aggressive while you know being able to get my teammates involved and on the defensive end just bring uh a different type of dog you know and being on the court with my brother you know i already know what he brings he 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 is a dog so you know just being able to just being able to yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right well we got
0: two more questions left here guys uh, being from south carolina is there a local athlete in some, they mentioned Kevin Garnett or Pete Maravich. I mean, there's been a lot of great guys, Joe Frazier. Uh, do you follow anyone that came from South Carolina or you, do you, did you grow up following Clemson or South Carolina football or other sports? Um, I mean, what was it like growing up as young sports fans in the state of South Carolina?
2: I mean, I'm gonna just, um, say people that like actually like were, were around like that we saw, um, kind of firsthand. Um, I mean, we saw shaman Williams, um, I mean, we saw a lot of people. Um, probably the, the the person, like, everybody kind of looked up to, kind of Anderson-Greenville area where we grew up, especially because um, he kind of played on the older age group of the AAU team, um, was Juwan Evans, um, McDonald's All-American. Um, I mean, played at Oklahoma State. I think, did he leave after his first or second year? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, he, he got drafted, I think, first pick of the second round or something like that. I'm not um, really sure, but I mean him, but I mean someone like even closer to us, um, Bryce, Bryce could tell you um, a lot about him. I mean, I could too, but I'm gonna let Bri- Bryce kind of <laughs> take it over. But um, Kelly Bryant, he was um, d- a, like a big brother to us and we kind of saw it firsthand, so. Yeah, Kelly, he was def- definitely, um,
4: you know, like a big brother to us, um, you know, seeing what he went through, um, you know, just being, you know, another, you know, we looking up to him he was he was really like our idol mm-hmm. you know to this day yeah to this day he Still. is you know people people around you know South Carolina know he he's one of the most humblest guys if not the humblest kid you'll ever meet you know he's been through a lot of ups and downs and but he always you know kept his head up and kept moving forward and kept working he never stopped working and you know I love him for that and he
0: always he always in the word, too. So I, I love it. Yeah. yeah,
4: most definitely.
0: All right, final question here is for Trey, and it's from Scott Blackwell. Uh, Scott wants to know a little bit about Teddy Allen. He um, said that he had you know, a really high use of vocabulary, a unique sense of vocabulary, and he wanted to get your take. Did Teddy ever blow you away with um, some of his um, vocabulary? I would not i wouldn't say
2: um it was something that kind of blew me away um with his vocabulary (laughs) but it was just different um i mean teddy um i mean he was someone everybody enjoyed to be around um i mean he's in new mexico now um but i mean ted like it was just be the way he um says stuff um Such as, like, he'll say family, then he'll just be, like, family. Like, every time you see him. He was, like, (laughs) super, super welcoming. And, I mean, I hope he does um, great things. What what, what was was the floater one? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) if it. (laughs) If he um, does a floater, he'll say, like, flotation station or spin. He'll be like, i put him in the spin cycle. So it it was definitely um fun to be around, for sure.
0: Well, Bryce and Trey, show number two has been a lot of fun. Um, and we'll be back, uh, I believe, next Wednesday. We're going to tape our next show. We're a little earlier this week uh, because of scheduling. But I know we've got big plans in store to, to get some more guests up here in studio here for coming shows. So thanks again, guys. And if you have questions for them, email offcourt at huskeronline.com that's offcourt at huskeronline.com or you can um, hit us up on twitter directly as we can get your questions here in the mailbag
1: thanks for listening to off court with the mcgowans powered by husker online join us for another show next week brought to you by tavern 180 and tanner's bar and grill in lincoln